Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Abby Pindlebury. She's based up in Wigan. She's only about four months into her property journey and she's doing some big stuff. So I thought I'd bring her in here and share with you about what she's up to in property and maybe give you some inspiration about what you could do too. So hi, Abby, thanks for joining us. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So um, obviously you've only new to property for about four months. Yeah. What were you doing before property? What were you doing last year? I was a merchandiser. Um, so What's a merchandiser? <laughs> so I look at, well, I did look after all the stocks, budgets. I've done fast fashion. I've done food merchandising for big retailers. Okay, I still don't have a clue what you did. So if yeah. you were, like... It, you know when you, you, I hear from somebody that they were a stock controller and then they say they stacked shelves in Tesco? Yes. Like, was merchandising more than that? Yes. So oh, good. So <laughs> if on a day-to-day merchandising, um, I'm picturing you like all over the world finding products now, I don't know. So w- what would a day in merchandising look like? So big head office like this. Yeah. Um, we'd go in, sit with the teams, lots of team meetings, strategies, what's on trend, um, putting budgets in for working alongside the buyers who source all the fabrics. So it literally is like almost the start to end process. Start to end for what type of industry? Uh, I've done fashion. Yeah. And I've done food. I've done health and beauty. Wow. I was doing that for about eleven years. So you're like the behind the scenes when somebody goes to a shop and picks up their clothes and whatever, you're the person that's decided what went on the shelf type of thing. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, great. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. So I guess why while you were doing that, what made you decide one day, merchandising, (laughs) nah, property? I think the hours were long. Um, There was a lot of travelling with certain companies. Okay. So the travelling, obviously. So where did you travel? Glasgow, Scotland, China, India, LA. <laughs> so that sounds really like, for some people watching this, be like, oh my God, you get to travel the world. Was it exciting? It's not as glamorous as it sounds. No. What were you doing? Stuck in a hotel room? Or? Hotel rooms, trains, airports, etc. the lot. Right. Um, it, again, really long hours. It was just manic and... I think obviously when you've got a family at the beginning when you've not really got no true commitments yeah. it's great you can put all the hours in and then obviously family comes along and it, it, it's difficult. Okay. So what then made you obviously you're thinking right I want to spend more time with family I don't want yeah. to be traveling eating out of hotel food, room food and whatever and um, what made you then go I'll have a career change <laughs> property sounds like the thing. I think so my dad's always been in property right and then my father-in-law and he, and my partner right. have a property background okay. so when you say your dad's always been in property yeah like in what way uh, he, I'm not sure if anybody heard of Morris Holmes um, it's nope. more more northwest. Right. Um, obviously, he's got a large commitment with Morris Home, so right. I've always kind of grown up with with property. 
So when you say commitment, like what was his day-to-day? Um, he was commercial director. All right. So he was in a job working for a property, property company. company okay. and he does part own it as well. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was good. exciting, but I just kind of went the opposite, and then, <laughs> opposite way. And then other family members, they were doing buy to let? Uh, so HMOs, um, obviously in the building industry as well, yeah. developing property, etc. Um, they had a plastering company right. as well. So it's always kind of been the whole round of, of everything. But you just went completely left field to merchandising and then, I did. And then seeing the light. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so have you given up the merchandising job completely to go full time in property or are you sort of side hustling it? So I was side hustling at first and then when I signed up to the three day um, course with Katie, yeah. I quit. So that's the deal packaging The deal training. packaging, right. I quit. So when did you find Progressive? I just... Do you know what? I think I was just online. I think I was just searching all sorts because my father-in-law said, here's a couple of strategies, lease options, buy to let, deal packaging. And I was just typing them in and then Progressive came up. Right. I had a conversation with one of the account managers. He said, sign up to Masopi. Yeah. Like, so okay. Masopi is the Progressive run a three-day flagship event called Multiple Streams of Property Income. And we abbreviated to Masopi, M-S-O-P-I. Um, where some of the UK's largest property investors have started. Um, so you showed up to the Masopi. Yeah, three of us went. Heard Katie. Heard Katie. Fell in love. Yeah. And well, went, I'm all in. Yeah, signed up to it. My father-in-law did the service accommodation one. Right. And then obviously went on the course and then just quit my job. Right. She just quit. <laughs> if um, some people watching this to be thinking your dad was a commercial director for a big company where he's a part owner of. Yeah. You've got family who've got like, you know, businesses around property. Yeah. Why would you need a training to learn how to do property when your whole family's doing property? Could your property family not teach you? Because um, I mean, I hear from people a lot online or oh, everything I learned, I read it in a book or everything I learned, I learned it on YouTube or, um, you know, I've got a dad that was a plasterer so i don't need to learn anything else yeah so why with all of that experience around you why did you not just learn at home because you always need that education no matter what level you were at things are always changing mm. so you just need that education learn from people who have done it obviously none of my family had done deal packaging lease options serviced accommodation no one had done it so it was like right let's start learning let's get educated about it because even things when i was reading on the internet i was like oh right that's not what you're telling me to do so it was, for me it was just learning it right. because at the end of the day with i took a risk in quitting my job to try something new yeah i never look back now i absolutely love it and like the achievements that we've done already but I think the bigger network you've got around you and the more education you can get, the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to succeed with it. Do you think you'd have got, I know you're only four months in, but do you think you'd have learned the stuff that you learned on the training elsewhere? No, not a chance. I think what, what I learned on that training, obviously I had an idea. Yeah. But then it's not the top line stuff. It's all the legal side, the investor side, the social media side, what you need to do as a person to go out right. to achieve, obviously, all the goals. Okay. 
what you're four months in you said obviously you quit your job immediately for a lot of people that'd be like and, I, and by the way it's not something i recommend i always <laughs> say build your parachute while you're in the plane and then jump but um hey how did it work out for you just quitting your job and going full-time into property so what have you done in the last four months so we've got an assisted sale right. going on that was through direct mail and I secured a rent to service accommodation deal last week. Okay. So obviously I've done two de- well two deals. One's halfway through a refurb. Yeah. So that'll go back on the market. Sell. We'll take the profit. And then obviously I've done some service accommodation already. That profit we're making covered my wage yeah. for a good couple of months. Right. So it, it, it's a no-brainer. And, and the things we've got in the pipeline it's just amazing for anybody listening wondering what is a assisted sale so basically if you imagine doing a buy to flip you buy a property you refurbish it you sell it on um an assisted sale is basically where you don't buy it to flip so you don't buy the house you do the refurbishment and you sell it on meaning you don't have to pay capital gains tax because you got a commission so you get a you pay corporation tax on your commission or personal tax depending on how you bought it you don't have to pay stamp duty because you never bought it and you don't really have as much finance cost because you didn't buy it so you don't need a mortgage to buy it or a bridging loan to buy it because you're just doing the refurb so you're assisting the owner with the sale of their house and um obviously abby mentioned rent to sa that's where you would rent a property of a landlord and then run it as serviced accommodation so rather than buy the property off the landlord and then run it you just rent it and then run it so um how much profit will the assisted sale deal make you about 10 grand. 10K profit? Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is, I guess if you bought that property and you paid the stamp duty and yeah. you paid for finance costs, yeah. it probably wouldn't make you any money. Not really, no. So you would have had to give, yeah. Yeah. And you'd probably have to give the owner less money. Yes. So between you and the owner, you both make more money and the loser is government and banks. Exactly. I hope they're not, <laughs> I hope they're not listening to this. If you are the government or the banks and you listen to the Progressive Property Podcast, we apologize. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the rent to SA deal, how yeah. much are you making on that one? Uh, so it was a three grand sourcing fee okay. on it. Um, it was just a simple one in Chester. So you've sold it for a fee? Yeah, sold okay, it for right. a fee. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're a deal packager, obviously. Yeah. So, so you found this deal, yeah. sold it on to somebody else. You've got a three grand fee. Yeah. And what do they make from it? Off the top of my head, they're probably getting about one thousand nine hundred a month off it. Income. Income. Yeah, yeah. and then profit-wise of that would be what five hundred to a thousand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's obviously, depending. Right. It's right near the Chester Race Course as well, so yeah. in different seasonal what, times. As a deal packager, what type of people buy deals off you? So who are you looking for? I think people who want cash flow, people who right. want to make the most out their investments, whereas a bank is, what, 1%? Yeah. Uh, whereas, obviously, in property, it can be between anything from 8 up until whatever you kind of want it to be. Well, why don't they just go find their own deals? Because they can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got, that simple, if you've got people down south, obviously, ideally, you've got Manchester and Liverpool where you've got your big head offices. Yeah. So to come up and down, up and down, where they can get serviced accommodations, buy to let, where they can invest up here, where property is cheaper up north. So So you're sourcing deals and you're finding deals and sourcing deals in and around Wigan area? Yes. So what region do you cover? So it's Greater Manchester, which is Wigan, Oral, Standish. 
Yeah, lay, um, um, that's where we've got our assisted sale. That's a great yield area. Yeah. I mean, the whole of Wigan is a strong double digit yield just because it's slap bang in the middle of Liverpool and Manchester. Right, and then you find those deals and then you sell them on yeah. to um, investors sort of in the south? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, south obviously is a few in Dubai as well yeah. that we found. Obviously they live there, but they're quite happy just just investing up north as well because right. they know they can get cheaper properties and they can get the return on their investment. Okay. And obviously the rental is really high. There's the average weight for rentals is about 130 people so right. you can see the demand yeah and then the like i said before they use like double digits okay and then um your for anyone watching this is thinking you know i'm interested in the wigan area i'm interested in manchester um yeah. i don't live in the area yeah how would how could they find you uh social media right so instagram facebook LinkedIn. And if they went on social media, what would they type in? Uh, Abby Scott Properties. And it's all, it's all there. All our contact information's on there. So we, we're easy to Demand. get hold of. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's next for you? So obviously you're finding deals, you're sourcing deals. What's the bigger plan? What's the overall plan? So I think our next plan is carry on sourcing deals and then I think we want to build our own portfolio yeah. um, of our own properties of buy to let. We want to really focus on our own serviced accommodations as well because there's so much development going on in Wigan, St. Helens, Liverpool, Manchester. So that demand for service accommodation is huge. Right. So we're working with a couple of state agents to get some rentals off them and obviously grow that way but as well just our own portfolio right. that that we own so i think obviously in the next 12 months that's our main main right. focus for, for anyone listening as well and they're thinking why don't you just keep the deal yourself why sell it to someone else so i guess as a deal packager yeah for, for somebody's wondering why deal packagers sell deals i guess what's what's the reasons that you sell deals and what's the reasons that other people do over keeping them I think obviously we're selling the deals at the minute for cash flow. Obviously, right. I quit my job, yeah. <laughs> so, so you need a, you need to so, pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. So at the minute, that's doing absolutely fine. And then I think obviously once things settle down with the market, I think then obviously we'll be looking at keeping yeah. deals ourselves. But at the minute, we're still new. Yeah. So we're still understanding packaging deals, what we can package, what we can offer. And we've got a good team around us anyway. So it's at the minute, it's a bit easier for us to package the deals. If yeah. we want to refurb, we can manage that as well. Once we've understood all that, then we can keep start keeping them ourselves if they're a really, right. really good one. <laughs> so if somebody is looking to get a deal off you, they need to move quickly because yes. you've got to be keeping the best ones yourself soon. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, in in terms of packaging, for people mm. listening in and going, what what is packaging? So in your mind, what what's what's the service that you offer people? So we mainly do um, bespoke ordering um, at the minute. Right. So obviously. We, we will source to order essentially so whether it's just a, a mini refurb where it just needs say new carpets paint right. 
um, obviously just a simple one or we do the full package work we'll source it if it needs a full refurb we'll carry out the full the full refurb the full management side of it get tenants in if it is a buy to let right. so we we'll, we will literally do what it is you want us to, right, to so do source to order so you're not like going out looking all over Wigan for a deal finding a deal and then posting it on social media going buy this you're actually speaking to people, yeah. building a relationship with a client, yeah. kind of like merchandising. Exactly, and that's the thing, because at the minute, obviously, <clears throat> it takes time building investors. You've yeah. got to build that relationship. You can't just expect to walk into the course, <clears throat> go and do loads of deals, and think people will buy them off you, because yeah. they don't know you, and you don't know them. It's all about that trust building relationship. So that's how we're doing it at the minute. Start right. off with a small clientele and then just keep working our way, way up with it. And then that way, it's just it's just building that trust, isn't it? Yeah. So you so you literally build a relationship, meet somebody, have a conversation with them, yeah. find out what they're looking for, yeah. and then go out and find something that matches them. So if somebody yeah. wants a property where there's no refurb needed, yeah. you'd literally go find them something with no refurb, but they'd leave their money in, but they want to get out of the bank. Exactly. If they want to do a refurb, refinance, pull their money back out, you'd yeah. find something that matches that. Yeah. Okay. 100%, yeah. Cool. And at the minute, that's working. That's working for us. Yeah. I think it's the best way to start off instead of just jumping into the deep end, yeah. getting loads of deals and not being able been able to sell them. You mentioned social media earlier yeah. about you didn't realise, uh, you know, when I asked you the question about how important learning was to you, yeah. you mentioned social media. Now, for many people, their first thought might be, well, why did you need to do a training to learn about social media? Everyone's on social media. You just kind of pick up your phone and you go on and you're there. What are you gonna, so what is it that, you, what did you mean about social media and using it differently, I guess? So I've, I post on my, before I did property, I just used to post, didn't think nothing of it. Oh, it was a picture of the kids, a picture of us, what we're having for tea tonight, yeah. that were it. But then you start learning like the hashtags. I had no idea <laughs> about hashtags, what that entails, about who you're attracting, writing, I don't know if you call it a description, yeah. you know, where you write about what you're doing. And I'm understanding that now. And at the beginning I didn't, and I think that is key because you're attracting different types of people on yeah. LinkedIn. Instagram, Facebook, and I think it's about keeping, I could be wrong on this, but keeping the posts up to keep yourself at the top of the feed. Yeah, so bumping them up. Yeah. In order to do that, and you realise like when you go quiet for a couple of days, then you post something back up, you can see the difference in it. Yeah. So obviously I've learned so much about social media in the last couple of months that it, it it's madness so i'm now i'm making a conscious effort to keep posting what we're doing what is it we're doing today tomorrow how's the refurb going and is that working for you you get a lot is, more people out yeah i think i i think i had when i started i think i had some like 500 followers right. now i've got over a thousand right. so for me i was like whoa so obviously and i know the posts that have worked yeah and the ones that I haven't. So then you can start to copy the stuff that works. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So for anyone who's listening to this thinking they'd love to get started in property, they'd love to be four months in and already have a couple of deals done. Yeah. Um, so what, what advice would you give to people who are sitting, sort of sitting there thinking, could property work for them? The thing is, try it, do your research, do your education on it. 
you can't expect to jump in at the deep end straight away but if you just keep consistent keep on it you'll see results we've we've done it and i quit my job <laughs> it works it works you've just got you've just got to be consistent at it awesome so really appreciate you coming in and speaking no, for us and lovely, journey. Yeah. So, um, i'm going to keep an eye out for your progress over the coming months as well because obviously yeah. this is just the beginning and yeah maybe in a year or so we'll get you back in for an update on where you're at in your journey would that be cool yeah that would be amazing amazing so so you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We're out every single Tuesday. So make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. You've been listening to Kevin McDonald and Abby Pendlebury talking all about how you can make money by selling deals to those people that want harm share investing. I'll see you next week. She won't, but I will. See you later.